The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender. NMLS ID number 35953. Loans not available in New York. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. GDP shrank for the second straight quarter, adding to fears that we're headed for a recession if we're not there yet. But what would a recession mean for the housing market? Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. And today I'm joined by John Clapp. He's a professor emeritus from the University of Connecticut School of Business. John, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Good to be here. And as a fellow UConn, I'm an alum. It's always good to have a Husky on the on the podcast. So <laughs> thanks for joining us. <laughs> um, but just, you know, starting with what I mentioned at the top, you know, GDP now shrinking for the second straight quarter, people wondering if we're in a recession yet, you know, you just wanted to get your thoughts on if you think we're there yet, or if you think we're headed for one. Well, this is preliminary data of two quarters um, decline in GDP, and it's often revised, uh, so it's hard to say. And of course, the uh, official uh, dating of the recessions by the NBER consider a number of other things, including the strong employment uh, market right now. So uh, probably not officially a recession at this point, but um, certainly a slowdown. Yeah, and I think a lot of the the experts that we've heard from both in the mortgage industry and just in general, they think it's more maybe end of the year, early next year. You pointed to some of the things that indicate the economy is still healthy, particularly the labor market. If we do end up into a recession, you know, what what do you think we're looking at, especially given the context of the only one we've had in the last 30 years was was an all-timer? Uh what what do you what do you think a recession might look like this time around? Well, specifically for the housing market. Uh, is that the question? Or Yeah, I think we can certainly get into that. Maybe we can start more generally. Is this going to be, do you think it would be more of a mild recession? And then we can look at what the housing market would look like. Okay. Well, you've got me a little beyond my expertise on macroeconomics, but um, I think there are a range of possibilities. There's stagflation, which actually just in my, just all the readings I see, I think that's maybe the most likely thing. Uh, just slow growth with inflation, stubborn, be stubbornly high. Uh, but uh, the bond market seems to be predicting that in a few years, inflation is going to come down. Um, so that's, to me, that's the most likely scenario. But of course, Again, the macroeconomists will have a range of scenarios around that, that uh, and I defer to their expertise on that. Sure. And let's get into your expertise and, and the housing market specifically. And, and what do you see right now with the housing market? I mean, obviously, we've been following you know, what's going on with origination and sales all, all trickling down. But how would you say that the health of the housing market is? Because some of that everything's coming down is based on the fact that the last two years were just historically great. So are we how would a recession impact the the housing market uh in the foreseeable future? Well, I think this recession or stagflation is going to be more like look a little bit more like 1980-81 for the housing market, which is a pretty sharp contraction for the housing market. 
Um, and that's based on a lot of indicators that I see that maybe we could delve into as we go along. But um, you know, basically, to get my view out, um, housing is a boom bust. It has always been a boom bust thing. It was a bust in 8081. Um, and um, the very low interest rates, I think, fueled um, a bubble. I think we've been in a bubble in the housing market fueled by very low interest rates and the fact that the Fed was buying mortgages, mortgage-backed securities, right through the end of, of last year, um, which I think was a huge mistake on the part of the Fed. Um, but they created this bubble where over a two-year period, there's almost a 40% increase in average home prices in the U.S. And that includes a lot of kind of undesirable areas not, not all that desirable areas, even Hartford, Connecticut, which isn't exactly a superstar city. Um, we saw about an 18% year, yearly, so um, 35%, let's call it, increase in house prices over two years. Um, I think that's unsustainable and a reflection of bad federal Fed policy. And and talk to me about some of the the connections you see with the the recession of of the early '80s and why that's the one that you think we might, particularly in the housing market, what we might be looking at. Well, it was a period of very high interest rates that slowed slowed the housing market. You know, um, not only slowed the housing market, but caused a major recession in the housing market. Um, and granted, things are different now. I mean, the context is different. The inflation isn't as high as it was back then. Interest rates aren't as high as they were back then. Um, but it may take further increases in interest rates to, to um, tame inflation right now. So I see it still as a rising rate environment, which is, which is bad for the housing market. And and looking back to to that recession, how how long did it take to recover? Um, you know how what was sort of the bottom, and and when did things pick back up for for the housing market in in that stretch of the early to mid eighties? Um, it was a little more localized back then than it was in two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, nine, ten, eleven. Um, but um, certainly in New England, it it didn't start back up until the. Um, Let's see. So 8081 didn't really start back up uh, seriously, I think, until the mid-90s. Don't miss the nation's largest show for successful mortgage pros. Originator Connect returns to Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas, August 18th through the 21st. See us at OriginatorConnect.com. It's simply the greatest mortgage conference in the known universe. OriginatorConnect.com. So it still took a while in some pockets of the country. Uh, to, to start back up. So you think that could be the same thing where this isn't, you know, obviously 08 was across the country. Do you think this will be more localized? Different parts of the country will feel it differently. Um, that's a very good question. I'm not sure I have a firm answer to it. I think we're all affected by the, by the bubble. Cause like I said, the, the figures for the, uh, excessively rapid increase in house prices over the last two years, are very general across um, across states and metropolitan areas, so I would expect um, varying degrees of uh, of decline in the housing market uh, um, pretty much across the country, across the country. And and is there anything when you look back at the '80s? Are there certain factors or signs that you saw that that there was a correlation with with markets in par- parts of the country that that had a slower recovery? Are there are there some similarities there? 
that maybe people can watch again this time to to see how their part of the country will recover? Yes, well, certainly what's happening in the local labor markets is is a factor to local incomes um, because that's a lot of what it takes to support the housing market. People have to feel secure in their jobs and in their income earning capacity in order to take long-term investment in housing. Yeah, absolutely. It's certainly the biggest purchase you're going to make. And if you don't feel, even if you have the income now, if you're worried you're going to lose your job, you may not be uh, purchasing a home for the, the time being. Well, that's right. And it's, it's a factor too. the high cost, the transaction costs, the high fees associated with buying and selling houses, the, um, the uh, uh, title insurance costs, the brokerage costs, of course, and, and so on. Um, it's not a good short-term investment for most people. If certainly in a market where where it might be declining, it's it's not a good short term investment because you have to average those fees out over a long period of time. Is and and the the price growth has made this so that it's been a seller's market. Um, you know, you can ask for the moon and people will overbid anyway on a house that they haven't even looked at. Obviously, things have cooled off. Do you think the dynamics of the market have already shifted to a point that we're in a buyer's market, or do you think it's it's still coming down? Um, I do think it's shifting towards a buyer's market. I and mean, this is based on anecdotal evidence. I must admit, I hear from my sons who are in their 30s uh, that it's a lot easier to buy a house. They're friends who were kind of locked out of the market in, the, uh, in 2021 are now suddenly able to do a deal, uh, that kind of thing. Um and uh, let's see, what was your question again about um, the buyer's market? Okay. Yeah, it's just, yeah, you, I think you were, you were getting to the answer of, you know, has it shifted to a buyer's market or is it still sort of on that transition from a seller's to a buyer's market? I'd say it's definitely on a transition. Again, I'm, I'm pretty pessimistic, as you can tell. So I would expect a lot more declines. Um, and this is partly fueled by speculation and so-called flippers. So in a rising market like the last two years, how could you miss? Just buy a house do some cosmetic repairs um, and flip it flip it over at another higher 10% value. Um, very good investment for flippers. Uh, that's changed now. And it, you know, um, it's no longer a good market for, in, for speculation. And I think that'll have a big impact. I know you just you just uh describe yourself as being pessimistic. Certainly you're not so pessimistic that you're looking at the 08 crash as, as what we're headed for. What do you see in the market now that maybe we it won't be that bad? Particularly, I mean, you're calling it a bubble. Obviously, that was the the bubble burst. Um, why, why aren't we headed for that and something more like what happened in the 80s? Um, okay. As opposed to what happened in the 80s? So it came down... It came down more mildly in the 80s because um, in that situation, inflation gradually came down and interest rates came down. Um, so just take my personal experience. I bought in 1981 with a 13.5% variable rate mortgage. <laughs> and then um, as, as uh, interest rates came down, I was able to refinance at lower and lower interest rates. And and then and my the value of my house increased uh, accordingly, sort of slowly at first, and then and kind of took off in the mid nineties. Um, so I th- I kind of expect a, a little bit more like that because um, I don't think the interest rate gyration here is going to be uh, be as big a factor as it was in or the general mortgage market problems were in the two thousand seven two thousand and eight recession. 
Yeah, it seems like there's some some lessons learned there that we we have a, a stronger economy that can, or a stronger market that can better withstand uh, something, right? Right, but a stronger labor market and then interest rates are are not as bad. In fact, you can view today's uh, let's call it five and a half or six percent interest rate with the time you take fees into account um, on a fifteen or thirty year fixed mortgage. But with inflation running the way it is, you're paying back in in cheap dollars. So it's still you know, probably a pretty good deal until inflation comes down. And when inflation comes down, maybe we'll be able to refinance. Um, so, um, you know, it's it's not all bad. Yeah, let's 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 end on that. It's not all bad. <laughs> okay. Thanks for your time, John. OK, you're welcome. Mike. Good to talk with you. And we'll have the rest of your headlines right after this word. This podcast was brought to you by Penny Mac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. Here's the rest of your headlines for today, July 29th. The Biden administration announced plans to address housing affordability. Specifically, the Treasury Department is making it easier for local, state, and tribal governments to use $350 billion from the American Recovery Act for affordable housing. We're also seeing signs that buyers are coming back to the market even if it hasn't translated into sales yet. According to Redfin, searches and touring activity have ticked back up, and that's caused the company's home buyer demand index to rise 15 points since mid-June and reverse a 10-week plummet starting in April. And finally, Fannie Mae saw earnings were down by a little more than a third from last year, but that wasn't the biggest news from today's earnings call. Executive Vice President and Chief Financial Officer Teresa Haley said Fannie Mae is more than $260 billion short of being fully capitalized. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Cotamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.